Welcome to On Balance. I'm your host, Dr. Rod Berger. I'll be your guide as we explore the stories of today with the personalities impacting tomorrow. Welcome to On Balance. Well, you know, you never know when you're going to record a podcast what the guest interaction will be like ahead of pressing record. Uh, I am, if anything, uh, is an indicator based on our our off-air conversation, uh, this discussion with David Schaefer, the chief entrepreneur at Cognia, is going to be a good one. And uh, put your seatbelts on and because we might go down a number of different paths at different speeds. And that's the way I like it. So let's give you a little background on David. He serves as a chief entrepreneur responsible for Cognia's trusted partner program along with exploring partnerships and new ways to increase Cognia's impact. By the way, Cognia has been around since 1895, for those of you that have not been around in the education business uh, for that long. For more than two decades, he has led multiple successful startups, including Frontline Education and bringing the Skycam Aerial Robotic Broadcast Camera System to professional and college sports. Schaefer has worked in several markets outside of education that include broadcast, entertainment, and banking. He has served uh, terms as an elected school board member in Pennsylvania and currently serves as an executive board member for Millersville University, his undergraduate alma mater, along with advising their Lombardo Business School Center for Entrepreneurial Studies. He has volunteered as an executive board member of the Boy Scouts of America and served on the executive board of the YMCA. Are you tired, David? <laughs> you know, every time uh, <laughs> I hear some of these things, I say, I'd like to meet that guy. And then I look in the mirror and I... it. You know, yeah, it's that sounds really great. I'm not that spectacular, though. Um, <laughs> but I really appreciate, Rod, you know, you're reading off uh, some of some of the things I've been fortunate enough to be involved with. Well, you know, um, I think, David, I think it's important. I think the one part there, I don't want to bury the lead, like you say, in journalism, but, you know, that you have worked outside of education in some pretty, you know, interesting and diverse sectors. And I'm a huge proponent, not to get on my soapbox here right out of the gate, yeah. but I'm a huge proponent of people bringing different aspects of different industries to education. I think the challenge can be when we are so insular in the way in which we think that we yeah. lose sight of the world that these young people are going to be in essence dumped into, and then kind of, they've got to figure it out themselves. So how often do you, it's like, I have my doctorate in clinical psych. I probably use that, <laughs> those mm. experiences and teachings more in business and media than I feel like I did back in that world. Talk a little bit about how you've been able to weave together your past professional experiences in a world that is based on history and tradition and sometimes a slow yeah. pace to change. Yeah. So, you know, um, first of all, channeling my inner Mr. Miyagi, right? Um, it, balance. I mean, it, it, I think you been around long enough to remember there was a uh, a phase that I think some certainly the larger school systems went through where you know they thought hey we we're gonna we're gonna have our CEOs be or our um, superintendents be CEOs right in fact some named them that and thought yeah we're gonna get school systems to operate like businesses and you know um, I'm not sure how many are in that role anymore but that didn't work um like maybe we thought and i think you know for for me i sort of um walk a very fine line with regard to um an interesting time that we're living through with you know technology and getting actually the adults the teachers who were um trained one way to conduct a classroom and teach and then now certainly it was accelerated um, complements of 
the pandemic, but now you have these electronic devices that are in their classrooms and getting adults to behave differently is a very difficult thing to do. Um, you know, in the education space, that's that professional learning or staff development. And the, the ironic thing that we've, we believe at least that a lot of that good effort that's invested in school systems around the country and the world is done in an environment that really is not effective for, for teachers to change their behaviors. In other words, going in a sit and get session um, when you didn't have agency to pick the topic and you're maybe not even interested, you know, then, then you're on Facebook and, you know, nothing's really happening. Um, so, you know, to address more specifically um, that business experience with the school system, I mean, quite frankly, 1895, you know, the heritage for Cognia is um, we're the oldest and largest accreditor of K-12 schools in the world. And, you know, with that uh, comes a lot of institutional knowledge. I mean, um, the accreditation process is, um, is highly, you know, based on uh, neutral third party evaluation, right? And we base that work on standards. And, um, and, you know, with that, you know, you measure a few times before you cut in terms of changing, right? And so, um, behind the curtain within the organization, I believe our CEO, uh, Dr. Mark Elgard, brought me in, created that unique title as a way, I think, to uh, help lure me in because I was like, that's pretty cool. Because <laughs> when we first started talking about um, me coming in, you know, I said, uh, it's almost comical now, but I said, you know, I don't really do jobs. That's not been my walk. <laughs> I'm not so good with bosses, right? Like I, I don't know, but you know, I sort of fell in love with the opportunity to um, impact, and and that's really uh, what has me getting up early and staying up late, um, because this organization has has a footprint uh, around the world and is involved with so many school systems that being able to help accelerate their improvement is what is what we're trying to do. Um, and Lord knows, after the the pandemic. You know, our friends in the classroom and leading those buildings and leading those school systems need all the help they can get. So. What lessons have you learned over time, David, when it comes to being an entrepreneur? Again, we're sort of having a little bit of fun with the title because it really is interesting. And I actually think it's ahead of its time. Uh, I was just speaking at a high school the other day with seniors and they were just talking about being entrepreneurs. I mean, it's just a different world. When you and I grew up, I don't even know the word wasn't really bantered about. I mean, it was like maybe somebody's dad or mom owned a store or had a shingle out, but you never talked in that way, right? It's a completely different vernacular. But I think that what you're doing there as being chief entrepreneur is something that corporate America is going to have to understand at a very deep level to make sure that they don't suffer from a talent vacuum. You're going to want to bring yeah. in people that have this sort of independent thinking approach that may be not good to your point with bosses in that manner and want yeah. to be able to have the the creative freedom to be thinking about different ways to create partnerships, opportunities that may not have been in the blueprint from day one, but they're going to be because these set of organizations are thoughtful and they're progressive when they think about acquiring talent. Yeah. You know, um, I still struggle with spelling entrepreneur. There's a whole bunch of vowels at the end of that word. That's a, <laughs> you and a, me both. a bear. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, to me, I've always enjoyed the notion of, of, uh, you know, universities that have centers for entrepreneurship, right. 
Because to me, there's a distinction, and this is just a little play on words, but you know, to be that uh, individual that wants a landscaping business, or I'm I'm going to start a, a you know house cleaning business, or the, I consider those sort of solopreneurs, meaning like you're doing something that there's an ecosystem out there, and you're just willing to take the risk, be your own boss, have that freedom, take that responsibility on. We have a lot of credit, uh, and you know, I played in that world a little bit. The entrepreneur for me is is somebody that, you know, like the old saying, first break the rules, it's sort of that disruptive. Um, if you're going this way, I'm going that way. You know, you think about uh, some of the most well-known entrepreneurs, you know, actually were incredibly disruptive human beings, sometimes terrible people to be around. I, I hope I'm not <laughs> one of those. I hope I get good good scores from, you know, my colleagues and and my family. But it's it's a little bit of the troublemaker, um, the 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 ability to sort of question everything, and in education, you know, unlike business, okay, I'll say this distinction is very very clear from my perspective. Um, risk taking has to be uh, carefully balanced because we're talking about you know a group of kids that are in third grade only one time, right? For the most part, um, maybe someone like me had to go through third grade. <laughs> but so you don't want to bring in risky innovations when you're, you know, you're talking about a child's educational journey that is fundamentally in motion perpetually. And so that's why I welcome the cautious, you know, almost it feels lethargic, but it's actually done with uh, from, from the right perspective. So we have to be very careful when we talk about bringing innovations into the ed space. So then how do we and, cultivate that, David? So let's yeah. just say we, we we take that premise that the slow and steady is going to get us there because you're only in third grade once, unless you're David Schaefer and you're going to be there a couple times. <laughs> right. Right. But you like the teacher. Yeah, that's right. But you want to, but you want to also provide and integrate in opportunities. And forever there was always that, you know, when we thought of, let's take SEL as an example, social emotional right. learning, right? Behind the scenes, the argument 15 years ago, 10 years ago was, well, how do we fit it in the school day? Because it was very modular. We would think about like, well, we've got reading, writing, arithmetic. We've we sort of have yeah. that set and how do we incorporate in sort of a, a new utensil to the table when we're already set with everything? Yeah. Um, so when you're thinking about that, if we're going to be responsible and we're going to be responsible with the risks that we take, how do we also not take a chance that the, the next David Schaefer isn't going to be stunted because he's not given opportunities to think independently. It, it feels like it, one, we, we have to keep our eye on the ball and we have to be able to think yeah. progressively, not just in 2018, but now we're in 2023 and moving to 2020. How do we do that to create a balance so that we don't then change actually the calculus of risk? Because you could, there's some kids in college that would say, you know, it's yeah. actually more risky to go into a corporate job than it is yeah. to develop the skills I need right out of school to you know, be resilient to have a little bit of that grit that says, I may fail this first on this first sort of venture, but man, I'm going to, I'm going to be that much better, uh, in my ability to pivot, be flexible and collaborate with people on the go. Yeah. And I think Rod, we, I, I bet you're younger than me. Um, but we're probably close, right? You know, I'd say when I went through school, you think about the dynamic that we've lived through. It was all about content and sort of your mastery of the content 
And a little bit of skills, think about algebra, calculus, you know, you get into some of this, the sciences, right? Today, it's not about content. You know, the content can be accessed anywhere and everywhere. We're walking around with, uh, the, you know, people don't even know what an encyclopedia was, right? But that used to be something. <laughs> we do. It was exciting when my family <laughs> bought an, an encyclopedia set. I have no idea why. I needed to have more. Remember when you could get it on the child. Apple IIe or whatever? You could get <laughs> yeah, it yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was right there. Yeah. So now it's about moving towards skills, right? You said collaborate, uh, problem solving. You can see where this uh, this change that we're living through um, is is monumental. You know, we have a workforce that um, it's really hard to be a teacher. I mean, I was fortunate enough to publish a book this past summer that was based on um, research sort of reverse engineering why teachers were leaving the profession. You know, I was my dad and mom spent their entire career in the classroom and public teachers. That's just not happening anymore. Um, there's a burnout rate that, you know, I mean, it's a complex problem. It isn't, it isn't singular. Um, but we're asking these adults to behave so differently with all of these pressures. Um, it's really, really hot in the kitchen in terms of our teaching craft, but it's, it's moving towards preparing, um, you know, children for their effectiveness in life. And, and it's, it's not about the content, it's about the skills and, you know, integrating technology is, a, is a, is a gentle blend. Um, but it has to be done. That's the reality. I mean, you know, I'm old enough. I sound like a dinosaur, but you know, I tell my kids, I would, Somehow your mother and I were able to date. We weren't texting or Snapchatting every five seconds. You know, we didn't even have <laughs> cell phones. Like I, I'm the last generation to be able to say that. Right. I think you're in it. Um, <laughs> um, but now it's 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 not. I mean, content is right here. So um, it's really about other things. And, yeah, I think it does pivot towards um, critical thinking and uh, and and more, you know, more comfort outside of an organization as the comfort, right? The 30 year watch situation, I don't think happens like no. it did perhaps a generation ago. Um, and so, you know, it's a dynamic time and, and, you know, I pray that our efforts at Cognia help to uh, do it the right way and help to really create more capacity for gentle and balanced innovation so that we can get and support, um, you know, those courageous, I use that term intentionally, those courageous and wonderful human beings that choose to be a teacher. Uh, to me, there's none, there's none better. I mean, um, you know, you think you ask anyone, you know, was there a teacher in your life that made an impact? I have not found anyone yet that says no. And sometimes I've seen the reaction be quite emotional, you know, when they say, yeah. And, and it is true for me. I mean, I was a terrible troublemaker. Goodness, Rod, I was impeached from being vice president of my class in high school. How about that for a distinction? No, that is a so, distinction. That's not in the bio. We got to. No, that's not. <laughs> he was popular enough to get voted in, but then got impeached, which. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's another conversation. That's probably. a story for another day. Let, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's integrate in uh, what some might find a dry topic, but it's important and it's obviously central to to education and cognitive. But that is of assessment. Where is assessment going? I feel like 
we almost, I mean, it's an inanimate, inanimate object, but yet it's almost like it creates this visceral response from people when we talk about assessment, whether we are professional getting assessed from our HR departments or we are a student, there's something about being assessed and evaluated that just changes sort of our DNA, our makeup. And I'm wondering if we sort of integrate in that concept of being an entrepreneur, but also the understanding of risk. Yeah. How do we not only assess so that we are providing feedback? I'm going to use that word intentionally for mm -hmm. students to not only survive in today's world, but to thrive. And how do we assess so that in essence, the adults in the room are open to a changing and global economy? So first off, you know, uh, Cogni's involvement in, in assessment was done strategically, and um, uh, and there's a long. I mean, we play an infinite game at Cognia, meaning, um, you know, I'm trying to, and we're all trying to to make things better um, that will far outlive, you know, us and assessment sometimes is a trigger word for educators. I think you alluded to that, right? But in reality, having not been classroom trained or, you know, that hasn't been my walk, but um, without assessment, how can you really understand learning and progress, right? You need to have assessment as a part of it. I think in our lifetime, we've seen the no child left behind that sort of assessment became um, almost a, a scary thing. Right. A pejorative a judging, term, right. A judging thing. Yeah. And so, you know, um, speaking on behalf of, of the vision for assessment for Cognia, I would not be uh, my colleague, Dr. Stephen Murphy, who's a you know psychometrician. And um, I can't even spell that word either. But he, th <laughs> we've got there's there's a such a great uh, vision and plan for how we can bring assessment, first of all, back into the appropriate. Uh, um, and valuable aspect of learning versus this scary sort of, you know, uh, frightful piece. You know, I don't know if you're married or not, but it it would it would fear me a little bit if my wife were to give me an assessment, right? <laughs> However, how could I possibly be a better husband without that assessment, right? There are formative so, assessments that my wife <laughs> on a daily basis on a daily basis, right? Yes, <laughs> and yes, using that very educational term formative assessment you know that's the closer we can get an assessment if you would in the classroom to a student in a shortest amount of time more effective so that there's you know many course corrections along the way there's such a um uh, that's a that's an area of focus for us that's why we've invested heavily there um and it's an area of excitement and optimism and there's a lot of innovations um, that we're exploring. Um, and we have a lot of, you know, leaders and states that we partner with that are viewing assessment in a, in a much more from our perspective, exciting way. Um, and, you know, there's the, the, that story is, is just, is just begun. I mean, we've really only, we've been in that for just a few years now compared to accrediting since 1895. Right. So, but we see the, the, you know, the importance of assessment in terms of learning is, is fundamental. I mean, it's, it's monumental, right? It's so needed. So let's, let's talk about, I'm going to talk about AI. Um, you get new companies, early career professionals, entrepreneurs that have all kinds of opinions about AI. And depending upon sort yeah. of where you are in the room, 
Um, it can impact the way in which we build businesses, hire, think about our talent pool. Uh, yeah. I just recently did a TEDx talk on story and I was talking about in the research that, you know, my kids are 10 and eight and when they're working adults, they're going to be a number of colleagues that aren't human. Yeah. And that to me changes the calculus. And I'm just wondering, I mean, not to go back again, you know, 1895, but you know, we, I, sometimes it is important for us to look at those institutions, those organizations, for-profit, nonprofit that have been around, that have weathered the test of time to understand what kinds of questions we should be asking, questions that we haven't been asking and wonder why we haven't been asking them because AI is here to stay, whether it's chat GPT or others. Um, I'm inundated in my email with, oh, we're, now we're integrating in AI into this. And Grammarly yeah, yeah, yeah. just sent me an e email today that AI is going to be pulled into Grammarly and that's impacting people's writing. So talk a little bit about AI and the way in which you think about it short and long term. Sure. Well, you know, again, uh, I really appreciate the opportunity to speak with you. There's a, a lot more brighter minds to comment on the subject. I'll tell you, I'm headed on Sunday to San Diego to ASU be at GSV. ASU GSV. Yeah. And the number of uh, mentions of AI, um, whereas three or four years ago, that, that, that meant Allen Iverson for me living in Philadelphia. That's um, right. You know, Who went to play so, for my Detroit Pistons for a brief For just a brief bit. All right, yeah. there you go. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think just this is this is – akin to one of those topics that um, is kind of scary. It's It could be fundamentally so altering um, that I, I think um, you're going to see a very cautious approach to its, its uh, adoption. And its integration in terms of the educational process is kind of, I've been, you know, in, in the current of, uh, it's kind of, it, it's scary, and it and it and you know you think about um, younger students are able to find these free uh, apps out there that can build a uh, you know a PowerPoint in seconds, right? Based upon or you know what I mean? It's kind of yeah. like doing your homework for you, right? And I'm not going to allude into how I was impeached, but I I may have been seeking for I have AI a few guesses. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, you, you look at does AI replace our ability to learn, right? Wh what role does it does it uh, impact or deter um, from our creative and cognitive thinking? And and that's sort of, uh, you know, I've got a packed agenda. Um, you know, I, if you've been to that, it sounds like you've been there. I have. You know, it's it's a it's a zoo. You can't. You know, you, you, it's impossible to. Um, Get a seat at the to, bar to, in the lobby see. and also to meet all the people you need to meet. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> both. But to, to pick which, you know, presentations and that you want to be in, I've selected a few on this subject because, you know, at Cognia, we're, you know, we're, um, I wouldn't say that we're, we're not, we're not using it, nor are we, except for some of the advancements sort of behind the curtain to enable um, you know, uh, faster production of our, uh, materials. And, um, but, Do you but envision as it that relates it will to impact assessment in the future, I mean, this may not sure. maybe sooner than we think, but 
if students now, it's sort of like, you know, when the calculator, when you could start using the calculator, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I still think that's illegal, but it's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it makes you think differently about what are we actually assessing? And I could imagine that there will be people questioning at some point in the future. Um, are we assessing what, in essence, the AI is sort of regurgitating and the student mm-hmm. is just the vehicle? Or are we creating assessments that allow us to understand how the student is thinking, the way in which they process information, the way in which they sequence and storytell and reflect and all these other, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that um, for sure, there's a new seat around the table, Mm. uh, the assessment table with, with, with AI. Um, And I don't know, um, you know, I'm again, sort of, I'm a, uh, a mice or a mouse amongst the elephants in that conversation. Yeah, but, but you're an entrepreneur I, though, David, not to interrupt, but you're an entrepreneur, right? By nature, yeah. sort of by DNA. Yeah, it's and a disease, by the way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it. Hopefully there's no cure for that. <laughs> no. Um, but but it also means that I would think it will impact partners that you evaluate, just different ways in which 100%. to stir the drink, to create collaborative partnerships and opportunities. Yep. yep. I mean, our approach, um, because we have our there's these 30 performance standards, right? Um, we, it, 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 it's something tangible. So when we're looking at solutions out there, um, we look, does that solution help in, improve upon one of our standards? And so unlike, you know, without the standards, it, it's a, it's a very, you know, you say school improvement, good Lord, what, what could that, that could be damn near anything. Right. So, <laughs> but when we, so I'm, I have the good fortune under the umbrella of Cognient to use the standards as sort of a, a compass. And yes, you better believe we'll be uh, um, enthusiastically. That's why I go to these conferences. So I'm, I'm looking at, um, but I'm looking at innovations, whether they're AI or, AI or otherwise, um, from our standards perspective. And if, if, they, if they have evidence of, of improvement, you know, one thing about our our friends in, in the, in the classrooms and especially the leadership, you know, it's, it's sort of an isolated uh, business, but it, um, and we're reinventing the wheel in every town and community to some degree. And so one of our hopes and dreams at Cogni is that we use community and our connectivity with all of these school systems to um, facilitate, you know, just little ideas um, where we've stood up a program about getting superintendents together um, from, you know, diverse, not from the same neck of the woods, right. In a very confidential behind closed doors kind of setting to help one another problem solve. Similarly to how, you know, you have these CEO roundtables that, that, that's a, that's a big business out there. You know, you, they're expected to know all the answers. It's a tough job. Ten years very short. Um, but my, the importance of when you have a great superintendent, the impact that it has on the teachers and, and the, and the community. And so, you know, again, activating community as a way to help is something that's very important to us. So, yeah, I think AI is, is, is one of, um, you look at how fast technology is, is growing. I mean, uh, it wasn't even on the news a year ago, right? Now it is. <laughs> I mean, seemingly every day, there's something about AI and the, and the concerns about it from a security perspective, you know, I mean, all kinds of voice. Um, you may not even be talking to me right now. I'm not even here. Know, I'm, 
I mean, this, this is not you. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but it's moving at such a rapid pace. Again, I, you know, I do believe uh, we're going to be very cautious with it because that's the way we have to be when we're talking about a children's walk through their educational journey. Well, I would say as we wrap, David, that that Cogni is a very lucky to have you. I mean, I, I I hope that all organizations, regardless of the industry, have the 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 affable troublemaker that is willing to put themselves out there in a humble and engaging way. It's important. These are skills that are terribly hard to assess, but I think vital to a global economy. Um, and you have them in spades. So I hope the next time we chat, it'll be in person. Uh, where we yeah. can learn more about the impeachment trial. That'd be fascinating to hear about. You <laughs> yeah, know, so. <laughs> so it makes my parents proud to this date. Um, but um, yes, there's more. And I appreciate the, the the time and space you created for us to have a conversation. Seriously. So um, well, thank you. Um, continued success, David. I want to, you know, you guys can check out Cognia, cognia.org, C-O-G-N-I-A.org. Check out the team page. It is incredibly impressive. Uh, you can learn more, obviously, about David. And David, you need to update your bio with your book in there. We didn't know about that. So uh, he yeah, is, sorry. he may be the Dos Equis man uh, or man of mystery, <laughs> but uh, terribly interesting he is. We want to thank David Schaefer, the chief entrepreneur at Cognia. I'm your host, Dr. Rod Berger. This concludes another chapter of On Balance. Connect with me via LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm Dr. Rod Berger.